Hey. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We got a lot of fun stuff to cover. Yes, we do. We're going to talk about the art of positioning versus pricing. We don't price homes anymore. Actually, we never have. We've given suggestions. But we are here to really help you get your house positioned in this type of market that we're in right now. This is an amazing market, isn't it, Kat? It's a fast market, and we're going to give you the tools and show you the wherewithal so that you don't have that, oh my God, what do I do next feeling? Because there's nothing worse than feeling like I don't have all the pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, it's because nobody's talking about pricing right now. They're talking about it, but really what's real? The wrong list price generates the worst kind of publicity uh, for your home. And you won't get, and I know our sellers uh, are wanting a lot for their homes right now because what they're hearing on the internet and what they're seeing on the internet. And we have to be really, really, sincere when we talk to our sellers and make sure that you know we can get them the maximum amount for the house that the market today will give them and that takes a lot of research uh so go ahead go ahead cat and when we're doing strategies what we're looking at is how to position your seller looking at the analysis of comparable sales but not our emotions and we do look at that market temperature for example, when auto dealers go to get a car or when an individual goes to look at, the, look at a car, what do they do? They look at the Kelly Blue Book. They check on the prices, but they also more importantly check on the value for the cars. Now, do we have a Kelly Blue Book for our real estate here in Florida, Deb? It's called the MLS. <laughs> it's a moment by moment search. <laughs> it is. It yeah. definitely is. It is that. So, you know, as y'all are looking at MLS, you know, I pull up pendings quite a bit right now to really take the temperature of what the buyers are writing offers on. You know, what, what, what price bought in that, uh, what price bought in that buyer? Um, you've got to really strategize with your sellers. You have to help them understand that apples to apples comparison. And you're going to hear, well, down the street, my neighbor's just sold for 400,000 and I want 400,000, but they don't understand that house is 400 square feet bigger. And with all the upgrades. And know? we don't fight with the seller because we know they most of the time they have a preset idea of what they want. So instead, what we're going to be doing is positioning them to help them understand what the market is bearing. Yeah. Let's go see what Joe Blow's house looks like on the same block. Absolutely. You know, and I know it's kind of hard to get out and see the active listings right now because as soon as they go active, a lot of them get it pending. Use your Stellar MLS to go and look at the pictures as much as you possibly can. Hopefully there's decent pictures there. So you can really do an apples, apples comparison. Um, what do we use? A strategic pricing and market analysis, a SPA. It puts your home side to side uh, against other recent sold properties similar to yours in location size condition. The strategy here is to size up the competition and nail down a price range from which you can add or subtract value based on your homes, value based on your homes, unique positioning, features, upgrades, and, your, and you and the seller will name the price you know, from a solid informed database and data. So- um, And we'll be looking at that in just a few. Okay, absolutely. Um, I love this. So what do Hot we have? Market. Go ahead. I got deals, they're multiplying. And we're chills and competition. <laughs> so what do we do? Multiple offers. Yep. You just started a bidding war. The market is hot and we're getting multiple offers. And that provides another bonus to who? The seller. Why? We won't have as many picky buyers. What's the strategy? Yeah, go it ahead. It is a strategy. Yeah. And what's the strategy? Should we get it sold immediately and take it off the market within a day? Probably not. Probably want to have some open houses for two or three days, four days, and put it in MLS saying, you know, we're taking come preview for the next three days where uh, the seller will be looking at all offers on Sunday by five o'clock. Present all that's good marketing. Now. We want to get the yes. highest and best for our sellers. It's not about just getting it sold. This is not basketball where you want to uh, do a hoop shot and play short ball. What you're wanting to do is play long ball and get as, as much for your seller as you can. So this is all good marketing strategy. This is positioning your sellers. Yeah. So, you know, positioning them too. If you are going to go live on Monday, you know, leave it for a week, leave it for four days. 
and uh, and strategize with your seller. Make sure they're out of the house. If it's occupied, make sure they can leave during that time. So we have the ability to show it a lot. <clears throat> and then they don't feel bombarded with uh, clients. It's much easier when you have a vacant house. But the sellers, you know, if they want the most for their money, you really are going to be, um, they will leave if they're asked. And we're having a lot of that right now. Caroline asked, what if, hold on a minute. Guys, you got to bear with me. They moved me all around today to do this. <laughs> so I'm outside my comfort zone in a different desk. What if there really aren't many comps? For instance, I have one on golf course in Apollo Beach. Only one pending on the street, but mine has a pool and a lot has been upgraded, whereas the pending ones uh, not upgraded and no pool. Okay, that's a great question. So you've got a golf, cart, golf course home with no pool. You want to try and comp those with other golf course homes with no pool in the area. So take the pool out of that. What are you going to be ending up with, Carolyn? Nothing. <laughs> Not mine. Oh, yours has a pool. Okay, so let's add back in the pool. Sorry, misunderstood you. Okay, so you've got to you've got to look at that and compare it to other pool homes in the area. Take off the homes that do not have pools. We want to try and do apples to apples comparison, like we did with our strategic pricing for our seller. I mean, this is what we're doing um, to make sure that they have a good clear picture. And yeah, there's a lot of things. You've got to do a lot of research. You've got to really get into MLS, research this, look at the houses. You may have to extend your search parameters instead of a half a mile in MLS, go out to uh, one mile. Absolutely right. And they're going to look at the age of the pool. They're going to look at the surrounding lanai. They're going to look at the screen lanai. They're going to look at all the other things that go with that wonderful pool. Does it have pavers? Does it not have pavers? Is it a fiberglass pool? Is it a gunite pool? You know, a lot of these do play in a little bit to the factor of listing your home. Um, <clears throat> there was one question. What about, this is great. I'm glad you guys are participating. This is awesome. What if the seller doesn't want to open house, just online, pictures online? You know, that's a right. They can do that. Um, and with COVID, you have to respect it because we really, are in a situation where we have to let these sellers lead us on that. If they're not comfortable, no open houses, guys. You can do, now that's a physical open house, you can do virtual open houses. And they're posted on the MLS as virtual open houses too, as well as on realtor.com. So it gives you opportunities to not only do some really wonderful videos, but provide the additional videos that you already have that you've done for the photos for the property. Absolutely. Um, so, you, you know, you got to think about what you can do, too. And I've had my agents do it here, especially back in October, no, September, October, November, when nobody wanted to be in the houses. They would go in by themselves with camera on occupied homes so the sellers would let them in. And they would do a virtual open house and they would post it as virtual. They weren't, not, they weren't inviting anybody over, but come to my virtual site between two and four today and I'll walk you through the house virtually and talk about it. That's an awesome thing to do. And you can FaceTime that, you can set that up. And we were doing a lot of that. We're getting more and more into doing regular open houses again. People are getting a little more relaxed, but we have to follow, follow that seller's lead. And we're doing a lot of that with condominiums over here because as most people know, with condominiums, you can't do open houses, but you can do virtual ones. And that is a very effective tool because a lot of people just kind of punt that to the curb. But I will tell you, it helped me get multiple offers on a listing I have here on Tamiami. Um, that had about six other units that were for sale. I was the one that was able to get the first buyer in the door and, and get under contract first quicker than the other five or six that are listed because thinking outside the box. That's the wonderful thing about this brokerage. We teach you additional tools to think outside the box so it empowers you as well as positioning your seller and empowering your seller. That's what this is all about. Absolutely. So uh, Lee had uh, chimed in here and asked, uh, she has to go one to five miles out on several properties. Well, the problem with that uh, sometimes, and it depends, we like to go by what the appraisers will do and they'll start off at a half a mile. That's it, especially with what's going on in today's market, they start at a half a mile. Then they'll go out a mile if they absolutely have to. Now, if you have a unique property, like a property I know that um, Lee is talking about, it's uh, Bayfront actually, and she's had to go out. We, you know, finding cops has been really difficult because it's an older property. So we've had to go out a little further, but that's gonna, you know, this is how you can pull your comps, but it doesn't mean it's gonna be apples to apples, um, but it's gonna give us at least a picture of where, you know, we can be in a vicinity where we can be. And then it goes by condition, age, 
and upgrades a lot of times. Same thing with condominiums. Uh, the appraisers are going to stay within the development. If, mm -hmm. if you have information that a particular condominium was sold for less than it should have been due to an estate sale or something to that nature, then the appraiser will go back two years if he has to. And then if he still can't find anything, he will go outside the complex as for a most comparable unit. I just went through that on a personal property that I owned in the Roseberry district. And because there was so much more put into the particular unit that we were selling, and there was one that had sold very similar to ours, but had no upgrades and it was an estate sale. They, this appraiser was great because not only did he list that information, uh, he went outside and found a very good comparable unit to use that normally they wouldn't have. So that's why it's so important to show up with those comparables. Oh my now, gosh, that's yeah. not to say that all appraisers are going to do it because a lot of them are doing desktop. They're using photos because of COVID and they're not going out into the field. In that case, you want to make sure if you know who the appraiser is, reach out to them. Do they need any comparables? I know a lot about this property. Uh, would you like the feature sheet? Would you like to know what the upgrades are and all the material things that affect this property? And most of the time, they'll be happy to get it. Uh, you never know, but you can reach out. Yeah, and actually, you know, they love our help, and we approach them nicely. They really do. Exactly. Yeah. You don't tell them how to do their job. You don't no. tell them you're going to take this or walk the walk a highway. No, no, it's all about being respectful and polite. Yeah, and actually, though, and actually, most of the appraisers, if you think about it, you know, I know here in Sun City, we get appraisers from all over the place. So do you guys, because uh, they pu are pulled from a pool. So if we get somebody coming from North Tampa, Lakeland, right. oh my goodness, they have no idea of the neighborhoods. They have no idea of the nuances around here. That's why it's so extremely important that you should have that product knowledge with you so you can, you know, explain. Well, this house was remodeled. I saw it before it sold. It is gorgeous. And I know you can't see it online because sometimes if they're sold in one day, we get one picture. You're able to talk about what's really going on in the neighborhoods and the upgrades um, on some of the houses that were closed recently. Um, I love this slide you've got up here because this is what Jeff talks about. Just think about if your house is now a commodity, it's a product, it's right. on a shelf. It's on a shelf. Now, it looks like we have a lot of cans of beans on the shelf. You know, and in normal times we would have. Today, there's one can of beans. Right. <laughs> so, but to get your product placement in a grocery store, they position uh, their product lines will pay for premier space. That means they want to be at eye level. They want to be the most colorful. So you'll go right, right up there and pick it because it, 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 um, it goes to your sense of, uh, taste and you want to just take it off the shelf because it's right there in front of you. Well, we're the same. We have to make these houses totally appealing and wonderful to be in, to look at online because the pictures uh, right now, because we don't have product on the shelf, right? we're in a total different market right now. That's why positioning is really, really important. You know, everybody's going to tell you, well, go ahead and price it wherever you want to. Because then we can always come down, and that's not a bad that's not a bad strategy. Is it smart? I don't know. It depends. It depends on the neighborhood. It know? absolutely depends on the neighborhood because you have micro neighborhoods and you have macro approaches. Yeah. You have a, a high turnovers in certain uh, neighborhoods where you can run it up the flagpole, as we like to say, and see if it goes. But then get the commitment from the seller. Look, I know this is where you want to be. You've vocalized this to me. You've you've told me where you want to be. I don't want you to hate me in two weeks if we don't have offers coming in. So let's have plan B ready to go, right? Absolutely. We have a form for that, which I don't see we're being used any much anymore, not right now anyway, but it's a uh, progression of price reductions over uh, every two weeks for six weeks or a month. And uh, you have them sign in at the listing and everybody can just, you know, you can start coming down as you need to and they're automatic reduction. So in two weeks, if we don't sell, if we don't have offers in, Mr. Seller sign here, we're going to reduce price from 450 to 440. Sign Excellent here. Tool. Automatically done. And it's yeah. a great tool. Yeah. In today's market, I know everybody says, hi, let's run it up the flagpole. And I'm not opposed to that at all. I think uh, the problem is, is what Jeff and Craig were just talking about is the appraisers. You know, we've got to use the tools to take the appraisal off the, off the table because nothing's going to appraise right now. If we raise it up the pole, it will in the future, but not in the next 30 days, probably. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So there you go.
We have tourists coming in from the north, from the east, from the west. They're here, they're coming. And we have folks coming in, what we like to call snowbirds too. They are here, they're trickling in more, but now over, I know in this area, and Deb, you can tell me how it's going over there. Over here, we have seen a unleashing of a lot of international travelers coming through. How are they coming there? in? Are they coming in down there? In Just starting to see a lot of them from Germany coming in, yes. I was down Longbow Key this weekend, just driving around. Oh my God, <laughs> it's like um, last year, uh, two years ago. Uh, so, how do you, Mike? Uh, Mike asked, how do you position and sell above appraisal? Well, selling above appraisal is when you're making an offer on the buyer's side. Uh, you've got to take that appraisal off the table. If it's a cash deal, if it's a if it's a loan, doesn't really matter right now. You need to take that appraisal contingency off the table. If you are the seller side, you need to uh, counter back and take that appraisal off the table. You know, it's like new home construction yeah. is doing it. They're selling to the market. New home construction is going to tell you flat out, be prepared. You're going to come to the table with more money than what's originally yep. anticipated because of the cost of what? Lumber, building yep. supplies, roofing oh supplies, my gosh. and so forth. Absolutely. So it's, um, you know, it is a... We're in a very different world right now with uh, pricing, with selling, because of the low inventory and stuff. And guys, remember, we don't, we are not out of inventory. We have low inventory, but we have stuff coming online all the time. You've got to be in your A game and stay on those mornings and when you're seeing everything hit your MLS, all the new stuff. I mean, it's up to you to get your buyers in front of this, and uh, because we know they're not going to last long. Um, is this going to last? Gosh, I really don't know. I think we've got a lot of people moving from out of state, right, Kat? We have a lot of people coming from New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts, yeah. New York, and the cost that they're used to paying up there between uh, the taxes, insurance, and uh, and California. We can't uh, overlook that too. They're coming like crazy from California. They're so used to coming from such large um, mortgages, tax bases. And Massachusetts, we call it Taxachusetts. You have yeah. a double uh, taxation there. So with that being said, when they come here and they see a home that's in the water in Apollo Beach, that's $500,000, $600,000 on the canal for them, or even seven or eight or 900,000, that's a bargain compared to what they're used to. Oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, Craig says it really well. When you look through the other person's eyes, from somewhere else. I mean, we are really affordable. We're probably one of the most affordable areas in the nation right now. Probably not for long, but right now, I'm, you know, it's amazing the affordability we still have to get homes. That's why we're getting so busy right now, too, I believe, you know, besides it's the true. interest rates. It's very you know. true. We have people moving from Seattle, too. A typical two, two uh, apartment uh, condo in Seattle average is going to be 850 and above just to say that you're in Seattle and the city. You could come into the city here in Sarasota or even in parts of Tampa and you can get it for 550, 600, more square footage, better view, actually some live things around you call trees, not just concrete. <laughs> it's yeah, incredible what we have available. Yeah. Uh, being able to see the green, this is what we hear all the time from travelers that are coming from all, all across the United States and even from abroad, from Germany. The green, the grasses, to be able to see that. And then the gated community options that you don't often get to have in different cities. Some big cities don't even have it. Some do, but it's not what we offer. That's true, that's so the true. The amenities are incredible. We live, we do live in paradise. Oh. You know, so as you're you know, trying to position your sellers you know, you have to really think about all this and think about who our real clients are right now, because our real clients are just aren't our local people. Oh, no, they're not. No, they're from everywhere. They are from everywhere. And uh, and we have to think about looking at it through their eyes. And yeah, we're pushing prices right now. And we should be. We really should be um, because of uh, interest rates. It's the best time to buy I've ever been in. In 39 years, I have never seen interest rates below three like we have right now. And this won't go on forever. It and refinancing is a perfect time too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Refi rates are outstanding. We just refied ours. Uh, we own the home. It's just now a year, April. And we were able to save another half point interest. And the appraiser was even made the comment. And the lender even made the comment. I cannot believe in one year, your equity is $85,000 already in a year. 
because of the market. So yeah. again, there's a lot of refi action going on out there too. Yeah, uh, that's on VA loans, FHA, FHA loans. I think you have to wait a little longer. The VA loan, you could do it in a year. Conventional, I think you could do it in a year without a problem. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Yeah, you can. You can. Absolutely. So, you know, you've got, um, you've, there's a lot of choices for our sellers right now. Is it a time for them to refinance? Yeah. And if it's the best thing for them, help them. Find them a lender. Uh, if they're selling now because they want to get out of their old home, they want something nicer, newer, prettier, and for less money a month because the interest rates are so low, help them, you know, uh, but, you know, the caveat is we're going to put your house on the market. It's probably going to sell and close within 30 to 45 days. We need to find you a place to move. And we got all kinds of programs we can position yes. our sellers to help them with. Absolutely. And help them get out of their own home into a new one. Yeah. Make sure, you know, you get on with uh, a lot of the programs we've been teaching because uh, it's the sellers don't want to be homeless. That's their biggest fear. That's one of the reasons why we're not listing quite as much as we could be right now is the biggest issue is the seller is afraid to move. Uh, we've got to make it easier for them and show them that, yes, you can still move. You can still buy a house. Let's look for one. And, um, you know, if they're paying cash, not a big deal. If they don't need to sell to buy, if they need to sell to buy, it's going to become um, it's going to become a challenge. It is. So, and talking about positioning a seller, maybe this is a good time to, to pull up the spa so we can show how we do uh, the steps on positioning even more. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Because Craig, you know, Jeff showed this a little bit. I think we can get this a Take I think it's about as big bit as it gets. Bigger. Uh, yeah. How's that? Oh, it's better. Oh, oh, hey, I can take my readers off. It's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. I developed this spa in, I think, 2005 or six. God bless him, because this has been the best thing we've had to utilize as a tool with our sellers. And, um, you know, you're looking at the top part. We used to call this fantasy land. What buyers, you know, what buyers can pay. This is where we throw the prices up there and see if they stick. Well, that's what we're doing right now, isn't it? That's really what we're doing. We are. We are. And the most important thing, of course, when we're doing this is to make sure when we come over to this column on the right that we explain to our sellers, this is how we're positioning them. We're going to point out all the competitive advantages. This helps make an informed, well-educated decision because it, whose decision is it for the price? Not ours. Sellers. Correct? Correct. Absolutely. So you need to be uh, putting in your competitive advantages and disadvantages here. Try doing apples to apples. Don't position pool homes with non-pool homes, waterfront homes with non-waterfront homes. It's a lot harder to try and compare when you start doing that because you start adding and subtracting a lot of stuff unless you really have to. We'll talk about unique properties in a minute, but this is, uh, this is great. Now, I like pendings, like I said earlier, because it's what attracted the buyer. We do, and we don't have many expireds right now. No. At all. <laughs> no. no, we yeah. don't. So pending this is a really good tool here. And it means, well, you know, this is the price that attracted the buyer. If this house is just like yours, this is where you could possibly be as far as pricing. It's giving you a pulse of the marketplace and it's showing mm -hmm. you uh, much like a, a bell curve, what's going up, what's going down. And in this case, we have quite a bit of difference between what was originally priced and the what buyers can pay versus what has pending and then what has actually sold. But if you look carefully, it's not too, too far apart. And if you'll notice, we kept everything on East Web for the sake of this exercise, because there is gonna be a difference because we know this area between West Web, different uh, neighborhoods and so forth, we're trying to keep it within a one to one and a half mile radius because as uh, Deb knows, each area in Sun City is so unique. There's over 200 HOAs over there. So that being said, with it comes different benefits and pluses, sometimes minuses, but mostly pluses. Yeah. And age, you know, age is factor. East Del Webb was built in the uh, 90s and uh, West Del Webb was built in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Northdale Web was built in the 2000s. So, you know, you're, you're, even though you're a half a mile apart sometimes, you know, age is a, an incredible thing because between five to 10 years, 
and house can really age. You've got older appliances, older AC, everything's older if it hasn't been replaced. Um, That's correct. And as we were looking at this, when we're looking over on the um, competitive advantages, you'll notice just for the purpose of this exercise, we put it in red. Now, no, we don't have to put it in red. We just did that just so you could see what the competitives are, advantages are as we're positioning the seller. Uh, this one in particular, the very first line, that's an active listing. It's turnkey ready, complete remodel. Uh, there's a bonus den. And you see on the next line, newer roof, new water heater, newer flooring. And then the next line, paver driveway, sliding screens, new AC, new roof, split floor plan. A majority of these are split floor plans, yeah. uh, ceramic flooring, crown molding and so forth. And the reason for picking this out is when we look at the one that we're helping our seller with, it has new flooring, a split bedroom plan, bonus den, screen lanai. Now, none of these are pool homes. The C stands for community pool because all of these have community pools. So with that being said, this helps the seller understand, okay, what's the difference between our property and the ones that are out there for listed? And then we'll come down for the ones that sold. Now, pendings, as Deb well said, you see the prices are shooting up very nicely. Do we know what that's closed at? We don't know, but we can really pretty much guess it's going to be close. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, it's, but we don't, we really don't know the complete closed price at the time. The soles on the bottom, you can see how much lower the pricing is. Absolutely. And you can yeah. also see if there's any seller's concessions. It's always important to point that out because. What if you're in a community, let's pretend we're not in Sun City, let's pretend we're in Brandon or Riverview or even parts of Tampa, uh, and there's a lot of VA loans, FHA loans. It's not uncommon to have seller concessions in a particular given market. Right now, I'm not seeing it so much, but again, and it depends on the market. In this case, this was in March. Uh, this was a conventional loan, no, con no concessions. Uh, close cash, February 15th. You don't see any concessions, which that's not unusual for Sun City because you don't really see too much in concessions. Now you might see, yeah, we have more it's cash. mostly cash. Yeah. Look, at, look at this. This is mostly uh, one, two, three conventional loans. And now if I were to look at a different market, I would have a complete different uh, outlook as to whether or not there was concessions or not. But those are things you want to point out because then in the event your seller's getting multiple offers, and they have, let's say there's seller concessions in three out of four of them. The seller's gonna look at you like, why are they asking for money on this one for concessions for me? Uh, I don't wanna do that. Well, you've already done the hard work of explaining for that particular market that it's not uncommon. That's true. That's you know, positioning the seller's expectations. That's absolutely, absolutely. And concessions, remember when you're giving concessions, now you're not a full price anymore. You could have a full price offering, but if you're giving back 3% of concessions and your 3% is $8,900, you know, now you really are almost 9,000 less in full price. That's absolutely and right. You just appraisers look at that, guys. They take that into account. They see it. They get to see the contract. So they will know what the real price is going to be on this property. And that'll be included in their appraisal. Um, so it's really important. I know we don't have hardly any concessions right now. Uh, but there'll be a time we'll be coming back to that. But um, now right now in today's market, everything's off the table. Appraisals, concessions. Um, is cash better than a conventional loan at 80-20? Not necessarily. 80-20, we still may get the appraisal in without an issue because it just has to price for the price being financed. And uh, so don't know that conventional loan, as long as they're golden, you've got that, that approval in, you know, it can be just as good. That's the other thing we right. come across, which I don't see on here right now, is uh, VAs. And we've come, Kat, you just had a closing with May on this. Uh, I think last, well, maybe hadn't closed yet. The Sellers of Vet, uh, beautiful waterfront property in Riverview. Sellers of Vet had multiple offers, multiple. And uh, he picked the one that was 100% VA. That's right. And it was less than the best one. Not much, but it was a little less. But he wanted to give the advantage to that vet. So and because the, one of the sellers is a vet themselves, yep. and one of the buyers was a bird lover, and the spouse of the uh, vet is also a bird lover. Um, oh, yeah. We'd like to say love letters. Uh, they're quite effective. Um, I, we're seeing more and more uh, buyers agents using that. 
and constructively written, not just a bunch of fluff, but really focusing on the qualities of the home, the attributes, the reason why the buyer is a great fit for the area and the area is a great fit for the buyer without getting into familial status or anything about beyond that, um, the personal touch. Absolutely. You know, never underestimate that because it just works. It does. You, sell, you buy on emotions, you sell on emotions. <laughs> we do. You know, this is residential and we do. And then we justify it later, you know, facts. <laughs> very true. It's very, very true. That's very true. Um, but this spa, you know, with the, with the solds down here, this is where we think, we see, because you've got an average sale price on active listings up here at 281, and down here the average paid is 233. A little bit of difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. And a lot of it but, has to do with the condition, upgrades, uh, location of the property. One area might have more appeal. Maybe one area had more preservation opportunities in the backyard as opposed to looking at telephone poles. Mm -hmm. You know, and that buyer just may walk in and go, oh, this feels like home because it's similarly decorated the way their home is. And it could be outdated, but somehow they just feel a connection to this home. And Very I true. walked into a home with Phil uh, last week because we're looking at it because uh, both, actually both uh, parties have died and um, it's going through the kids and the kids are, of course, are out of state. And they asked us to take a look at the home. It's a beautiful home. It was built in the 90, late 90s. Um, a new Bedford, uh, meticulously maintained. Furnishing, furnishings are nice where we're gonna have to get a, a, not just an estate sale and we're gonna have to get somebody in that deals in antiques. Uh, but I walked in there, it's like, oh my God, this feels like home. <laughs> you know, it's just a feeling the buyers walk in because it's similar, it's familiar to them. And that's really where you wanna go to. You know, if you, you can't depersonalize as much, you know, because the buyer, the sellers don't want to give a, get, get rid of stuff because that is a struggle sometimes. You know, sometimes leaving a little bit is not a bad thing to do. It's got to feel comfortable to somebody walking in that house because they're buying on emotions. And that's the personality. Resisting. Yeah, and the huh? personality of the house yes. speaks to them, if you will. I had Absolutely. a unique property in Waimama um, some time back, and it was an exquisite property. As soon as I drove up, I thought I was looking at Cracker Barrel on steroids. This was the most gorgeous <laughs> redone property that once upon a time was a bird yeah. sanctuary. I always get the bird sellers because I, I love birds. I have birds. <laughs> it's, just, it's the power of attraction, right? So that's what I get, a whole lot of birds. <laughs> this house had incredible celestial windows at the top. It was a uh, home that was originally was a refuge for birds. And what this particular seller did is she had bought it, redid it from top to bottom. She maintained the pumpkin plank floors, which for a lot of you that are watching, these, these are beautiful antique floors that at one time been covered in paint. So she had those refinished. There was tons of pumpkin uh, pine throughout the entire home. So when I walked in, I just, I dropped, I literally dropped my purse on the floor. I was so stunned. I think I even called you, Deb, and said, I found my paradise. If I had the extra yeah. cash, I would buy this house right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had trouble copying it because there's nothing in Lake Carlton at that time that was like that with those unique characteristics. And there was a shed that was built that had the same characteristics. And there was a pond in the back that had koi fish. I mean, this place was done really well. And if that wasn't enough, it was sitting on three and a half acres. And as most of us know, and why mama, the tracks of land are long and narrow. You're running down the back of somebody else's property. So now yeah. you have a very unique property to start out with. To get to the property, you come off uh, the main highway of Lake Carlton and you have to go through, because they have a common shared easement, to get to the property that's in the back. So right off the bat, I know it's gonna have to be a specific type of buyer that wants that privacy, that's looking for something that makes you feel like you're in a resort. So that being said, we called an appraiser out and the appraiser came out and he looked, he says, what does your seller want for it? <laughs> because he didn't know where to start. There was so much into it. So, you know, she talked with the appraiser and so forth. And we had another little challenge. One of the rooms that was a bedroom was a slightly bit smaller bedroom than a typical bedroom. This was originally a four bedroom, two bedroom house. I'm sorry, four bedroom, two bath house, converted it into a two, two, with a, with a den. So I asked him quite pointedly, I said, look, I'm pretty sure if I list this as a two, two, 
I'm going to lose a lot of buyers because not anybody, everybody wants a two-two in the middle of the woods. Basically, he says you don't have to. You can list that as a three-two, and if there's an issue, I'll I'll certify it for you. I said, oh, thank you, God. And yeah. so, guess what? Somebody from the Midwest came, saw the house, fell in love with it. Why? Just as you said a moment ago, Deb, it reminded them of the home that they were coming from. And of course there was some pushback about that third bedroom, but the buyer said at the closing table, had that not been a three, two, I wouldn't have bought this home. Yeah, that's true. It's just hard work up front. As much as sometimes we find ourselves a little stressed trying to jump through a million hoops, you'll find it's well worth it in the end. I mean, absolutely worth it because not only did I get top dollar for the seller, but I was able to get her the type of price with a lot of hard work with the appraiser, just stepping it up and say, look, I know this is where you want to be. Let's get an appraiser. Cause I couldn't comp the house. And she interviewed eight other uh, agents and she said, you didn't act like a court reporter. That's why I picked you. Well, I found out sometime later after we closed, she was my English teacher at the university of Tampa. I didn't remember it at the time until we started talking. And she's like, wait a minute, you're really familiar because we just chat, 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 talk to us. She goes, I remember you from somewhere. And then when she brought up UT, I went, oh my God, you were my English teacher. So yeah, yeah. there you have it. You never know. You never you know. You don't. Yeah. You don't. So let's look at the box down here at the bottom. This is Craig, what Craig loves the best. Sure. This really shows our competition. How many active listings on the market right now? Three. Okay. Not many. How no. many homes have sold in the last six months? Four. What's the average month on average time on the market? One month. And we're seeing sometimes a third of a month. <laughs> it's insane. It's, it's, it's yeah, hard to it's, keep up. It's really insane. Um, backlog, number of homes in the neighborhood. So you're doing a bigger search and you're, there's five in the neighborhood. Sold uh, in the neighborhood in the last three months, 16. So you probably went out a mile. The top one's probably half a mile. Yes, I did. Mile. You did? Yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, 16 in, within a mile. Average uh, sold per month is one. So backlog in the neighborhood, maybe three months, but mm-hmm. to be honest with you, this is a moving target right now. It's imperative you stay on top of this almost on a daily basis. If you're working with a seller and you haven't got the listing yet and they don't want to list till June and you're trying to work at pricing now, you've got to look at pricing on this, I would say every week right now to gauge how things are moving in the market. What are the pendings that are closing before this is going to go active? What are the listings that just came on today and next week? That's why it's so important to keep looking at these and doing these market analysis as you're getting your listing ready. Because, you know, what I can tell a seller today, yeah, your house is 350. We're great. We're golden. You know, you're golden. You want 350. <coughs> but by May 15th, maybe it's 375. Absolutely. And there's another way yeah, when you're know. working... Sure. And when you're working with comparables, there's another way where you can go into the MLS and you can print these comparables. I'm going to go into the MLS real quick and show you. Yeah. I love this report. I do I love too. This report. It's easy for our sellers and, and our buyers to read. It's easy for everybody to read um, if you're doing a quick report. So it's very similar to our CMA. It's like, but you still got to do the same research goes into this. Nothing has changed as far as research. You need to see what's going on, you know, in the homes in the neighborhood and everything. So you're doing the same research. Um, but this report, if you're doing like a mailer, if you're doing, want to do something quick, then somebody says, I'm not ready to list. I want to list in six months. Great. Get them this report. And uh, because it is really a customized, but not quite as detailed, but it's um, for what you need, depending on when you're talking to your clients, what you need, what they need. Um, so we do the active spendings that sold on this, just like um, we showed you on the other one. And uh, okay, okay, you're going to do Sun City Center. You want to put in a house? Sure. Yeah, you want to put in an address? Not a farm. <laughs> no, no, single family. Right. And go ahead yeah. with uh, 1711 New Bedford. Okay. Yeah. And you don't ask me why I picked that number. I know it's a real house, okay? <laughs> We've had That's it listed good. sometime down the road. <laughs> New Bedford, keep going. There it is. And go out a half a mile first. And this was built in the, uh, from probably 1985 to nine, till 2000, till 2000. Or you can, this is fine. This is good. 
So we can scratch off, we can select. Can you go ahead and do the status so we can see the actives all together and the soul? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Do the status. Sure. On top, just the status. You want to, what do you mean? Yours, uh, where it says active, set, sold, and pendings. Oh, yeah, go yeah, yeah. yeah. The status. I was trying to, to crunch the age first. Ah, okay, okay. Um, but here we've got a couple on New Bedford. Okay, um, this is all within a half a, half a mile, right? Mm -hmm. This is six months. So go ahead and pick them all because what I like on this report, it does sort it out by uh, from four to six months and one to three months. Okay, all okay. right. We pretend like we've got everything apples to apples here. And, okay, um, and then we'll go to print. We'll pretend print, we have everything. Yeah. Make sure you check everything. And go to the bottom and it's the 1004 report detail. Yep. This comes out so nice and neat and it's yeah, it does. at a glance. It's real, it's very professional looking. Here it is. There you go. And if you go to the second page, you'll see the boxes. There we go. Mm -hmm. Of um, seven to 12 months, four to six, one to three months. It will give you a progression of how things have changed in pricing. Look at four to six months, 210 mm -hmm. to 255. Look at that. Last three months, 235, 274. You think there's been a big increase? This is huge. You know what really makes this wonderful too is not only do you already have the data and the and the spa that you put together, but this backs up exactly what you just put into the other. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. have an opportunity to position the seller again. There's your beans. We yeah. got bush beans here and we got bush deluxe beans. Yes. Yeah. So you can see there's been 11 sold in the last three months. Yep. Yep. Uh, two months. There's two active listings. There's a half a month supply on the market. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, and you got a big Fast. price range. So this is where you're given a price range. You're not getting down to the nitty gritty. This is you're giving the seller a range because right. we're not ready to price it quite yet, but you're letting them know this is going to be your range. Uh, and it can be, it can be even higher if you go back up. Um, Cause you're going to see the solds on here. They go down to 337. Um, on the bottom one on 2014 in Bedford. Mm -hmm. You know, why is that so much more? It could be a pool home. It could have a ton of upgrades, could have a beautiful golf course view and pond view. Probably all of that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. This, Definitely. Yeah, and, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to look at when you're trying to price these homes out. And, you know, you can slice and dice things. You know, numbers can lie the way you sort them. <laughs> But this adds credibility. This yeah. is our marketing value. In addition yeah. to everything else that we provide as a brokerage, this is additional marketing tools. This is good marketing. This adds yeah. value. This this provides the positioning that the seller needs to make an educated decision. It's Absolutely. not just it's not just a flippant uh, number that's been put out there. Absolutely. You have two sources. Yep. You also There's can see credibility. the in the market. Go ahead. Yeah. It adds Go your ahead. credibility. It absolutely does. Look it also that. shows the days on the market on this. And what I really love about this report, it shows the sold price and then the sold price, the list price. So you can see what was closed 100%, 101%. If it went below 100%, you can really see under solds, um, the sold price versus the list price and the, um, you know, where we're at. That's a good where, indicator. Pardon? I said, what's, I didn't mean to interrupt. What, what's really wonderful about this is you see it's not that far apart. 100%, 97%, 98%. So what does that tell you? So did a good job of marketing. 101, 102%. They had to have been our agents. You know, they probably are agents, Kat. You know, oh, I wouldn't be people. surprised. No, absolutely. <laughs> we, yeah, we're yeah right. no. Yeah. So, absolutely. <clears throat> you know, this is, this is also a wonderful report. Um, but, it, you know, and this should be used in conjunction with the spa because I think, you know, you've got to learn to do that research. And it's really easy to pull this up without doing research, but you're getting skewed numbers. You know, I do, and I know you do. We do, I do four to six of these a day with the agents. I yes. have agents in here now yes. all day researching, trying to figure out where to list properties. Cause we have a lot of listings we're working on and we're getting, which I'm very, very proud of the agents. I think we are across the company right now. We've got Guys, we're getting market share. We have big market share in town here. This just changed. We are at 28% market share in Sun City Center, which is huge. It's huge. 
Um, and we're getting that way, I think, with most of the offices in your market areas, because we're on top of all this. You guys have such an abundance of training and things coming at you. You're fully getting immersed in real estate without even knowing it, if you're tuning in. To the and the wonderful thing here. about printing this is when you, your, your seller's going to ask, well, how do you know this sold for X amount of dollars? Well, you're able to provide this uh, wonderful printout and it's kept off if there's other brokerages, other personal information. This just goes straight to the numbers in addition to us doing the SPA. This backs up the SPA, if you will. Yeah, this okay. shows the data from the MLS and it clearly shows that down below here as well for tax uh, sales, both tax and non-tax sales that it's pulled, pulled from. So that way the seller knows you have credibility that you you didn't just make up numbers on an Excel spreadsheet. Absolutely. You know, Lauren just asked, what's, um, what's the advantage of using this over the spa? You use these in conjunction with each other. I would absolutely use these in conjunction and they both have their purpose. You know, this is better a lot of times if you're doing mailers for a neighborhood, you can pull up a good assortment, you know, a good sort and, uh, and do a neighborhood. If you're really, you know, chunking it down for a seller for a small neighborhood, get that spa out and work the spa, and then you can pull up those numbers on the spa and do this. This does show what close, what the ratios were, were closed, which I really love, and the days on the market. Big deal, because when you're talking to a seller, do you want to be on the market one or two days, three days, five days, or do you want to sit on the market 90 days? Absolutely. It's up to you. And the data that's back, here yeah. is going to be the same data that's in your spa. The difference is you have this on a sheet that backs up the spa. So you don't have to print out a bunch of the MLS listings to show them. Uh, you'd rather make it easier on one sheet because visibility and, and comprehension, it's much easier to have it like this when you're presenting with, with the spa, one sheet, one sheet, then have 50 pieces of paper oh attached with all the solds and that's going to overwhelm any seller most of the yeah. time. Yeah, I really don't like the CMAs uh, because mm -hmm. it just, you get a book. Who's going to want to read a book? They don't. A personality styles, three quarters of you won't read the book. <laughs> the analyticals yeah. will take a look at it and read the whole thing, you know, back to front. Everybody else won't. <laughs> I've had to but, learn not to yeah. bombard my sellers with that because yeah. yeah, I'm the so, one that wants to read the book. You know, it's, um, <laughs> these are great tools to use. So please, you know, start utilizing these more and more because the more detail, the more facts you can get in front of your seller, the better they're going to make a better informed decision on pricing their home. Absolutely. You know, we give them a range, guys. We don't tell them ever, well, your house will list for 340. Please don't do that ever. No. You need to give them a range and you need to find out what their motivation is. Do they need to sell fast? So they're going to be a little bit lower and a little bit less, even in Absolutely. today's market. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. If they don't need to sell until July or August, let's throw it up that flagpole and see what happens. You know, exactly. I, you know, I'm all about that, but it just depends on that motivation of your seller. It does. Did we get past the other two slides? Did we have a couple more slides? I think we did. Give me one second. Yeah. So, you know, it's, <clears throat> this is, it's a lengthy process to position these homes properly. Uh, and you have to know your stuff, guys. You've got to get out there. If you can do it this at all go and really see the listings the first day they hit the market before they get under contract know that competition know the differences you know the pictures sometimes don't do houses justice and sometimes they look better than they do you know you need that knowledge when you're talking to the appraisers um, if you can't study the pictures talk to the other agents talk to the listing agent find out what's going on with that house and find out all the nuances on the home you know, it's always good to know about the, our competition, guys. The more knowledge you have your competition, the better you're going to properly price your home. That's it. I mean, there we there go. go. There we go. Yeah, I wanted to see, Sorry I, about that. I had to see this face. You know, that face. my face before telling my clients the offer was accepted. Oh, we get so excited. It's true. You just want to sit there and relish the moment um, because this is a bidding war, guys, a lot of times. <clears throat> and it's stressful for all sides. It's stressful for the sellers. Do you really want to be a seller looking at five to 15 offers in front of you? <laughs> I would rather tear my hair out. I'm so, <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, but so when these buyers do get these, we got to make sure they stick like glue until closing on these. That's why getting these so tightly, the contract so tightly done right now is imperative. You've got and good backups. Get strong absolutely. backups. 
Absolutely. We got the tools for good backups. Yeah. And you need to use them. You know, take out those clauses, take out the, uh, the financing clause. Please do that if you can possibly do it at all. Take out the clause for appraisals. Just toss that out the window. If there is 2080 mortgage, take it out. Tell your buyers, take it out. Let's get you the advantage, you know, because the exactly. sellers are going to look at that. They, they don't want are. the appraisal issues. Nobody wants them. And they surely don't want a sale of buyer's property in order to buy another one. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to go ahead and read this? Because I like what that said. Go back. There you go. Go ahead and read yeah. it. The average time a home spends on the market depends on the variety of local market factors, as we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Interest rates, property value trends, home inventory levels. And according to the National Association of Realtors, uh, 2020 profile of home buyers and sellers recently sold homes were on the market for a median of three days. So as you can see from what we've gone over and the spa that we've gone over, positioning the seller, strategies, setting the price for your home is not just a price alone. It's multiple of factors and 100% necessary with psychology combined for a successful home sale. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if y'all have any questions, feel free to reach out to Kat and I. Love to, you know, answer any of your questions. Um, we've got a couple more minutes, you know. We appreciate you attending. Um, we are scheduled to do a few more on our morning meetings. So, you know, join in when you see us. And uh, we always enjoy all the interaction we get with you guys because I think it's so much fun and so imperative that we hear from you too as far as the interaction we get on these. So I appreciate it. Is it is fun. We enjoy yeah. planning these things. We enjoy yeah. collaborating together. Everybody uh, works in a team. That's what makes us unique. And that's what Absolutely. helps us Absolutely. elevate to a higher level. You know, so we're all here for you every day. And I know some of y'all think we're 24 seven. On occasion, we have to go to sleep. That's, that's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm getting calls later than I ever have lately, but it's because I got to get this offer in before 10 o'clock tonight. And it's Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we work through it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we do. always do. Um, it's great so, to have everybody on. We really enjoy doing this. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. We're here for you. Yeah. So who's up next? Do we know? I don't have a schedule in front of me. I think we have... NLU, double your commission, how to get more double sides. Oh, that'll oh be God. a good one. You guys need to stay on for that, really. Oh, yeah. We're in here to make money and you need that. <laughs> you need to Absolutely. learn how to do this, double side those deals because now is the time you can do it. 